Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. Now, this is a special bonus episode. You may have been anticipating part three of the Leadership Blind Spots uh, series that we've been doing here on the Limitless Leadership Podcast, but we're interrupting that because of the current coronavirus pandemic. And I'm delighted uh, to welcome uh, my friend and uh, the deputy CEO at Youthscape. Martin Saunders back to the podcast for I believe the third time Martin. Is this the third one I've done? Does that does that put me in quite elite company? I don't know. Have you had many people do three? Very very few. Very few. Oh, so that feels does. special. Yeah, and you are. You are indeed special. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for doing this at such short notice. Uh, I've been tracking what you've been doing with the, the Youthscape podcast and the stuff that you've been putting on the website and it's been really helping me and, and so I just, I really wanted to get you here on, on the Limitless Leadership podcast. So thank you for making the time to be with us, Martin. It's an absolute joy. Thanks for having me, Tim. Yeah, I should also just say to, to the listeners, um, obviously we are on lockdown at the moment. So we are both at home. We've got no fancy microphones. Uh, so it may not be the audio quality that you're used to uh, on this podcast. Uh, so apologies for that. You may also get some special guests, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. <laughs> may at some point pop in, or even if they don't, they're likely to make loud noises during this podcast recording. Because um, I'm sitting in my bedroom uh, making the best of it. But there's some solidarity there, isn't there? Because we're all in that boat together. I'm in, a, I'm in my uh, teenage daughter's bedroom at the moment. And so she occasionally pops in to grab something. But, um, but yeah, this is, it's, it's a humbling time, isn't it? We're having to sort of retreat to little corners of the house uh, and hope that we don't get um, podcast bombed by our children. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. It's it's a very interesting time, and and we should probably say for the for the sake of time, this being a podcast, of course, people could could listen to it at any time. But uh, we're not so long into the uh, coronavirus pandemic, which is uh, obviously sweeping across across the globe. How long is it that we've been shut indoors now, Martin? I'm losing track of time. Uh, well, the official kind of what what people call lockdown. Uh, I don't think the government want us to call it that, but I think what people have called lockdown <laughs> started uh, on Monday, and this is Friday, so of, of what is really week one. And then there was a week before this where really things started to shut down. So I think we're sort of a week and a half into uh, the period where they're really trying to limit the spread of the virus. Um, and we've got some way to go. Yes, we sure do. And uh, yeah, with, with our youth ministry in my hometown, uh, we've done uh, three online sessions. So that, that makes a lot of sense, uh, what you're saying there. But I tell you what, it feels a lot longer than that already, doesn't it? It, it does. And um, I think the, the every day, it seems to ex the, the whole thing seems to accelerate every day, not just in terms of um, the, the growth of the virus, which at the moment is, is in the mo it's obviously in the moment where it's soaring um, before they're going to be able to bring it under some kind of control. Uh, but also just the emotional impact seems greater every day. And uh, there seems to be such an escalation of different responses to this. Um, yeah. And also, I think it's amazing how our responses change day by day. So, um, for instance, we're doing this chat on Zoom um, I loved Zoom about three days ago. Now as an extrovert, I'm actually, I hate Zoom. I hate it. I just, I have to keep looking at all my friends on a screen and it's driving me absolutely mad. So um, it's amazing how quickly our emotions and our, uh, yeah, our responses are changing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel that totally. I'm definitely feeling tech overload at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, and I, I think, you know, for our own kind of, you know, mental health and emotional well-being, I think, you know, now it's, I mean, it's always been important, but perhaps now more than ever, it's, it's important to be watching over our tech use and our screen time and those kinds of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is. And I think we might need to get to a point quite quickly where we're, uh, we're developing a little bit of a, a rule of life, just, just for our own mental health, really, um, about how much technology and how many screens we put in front of ourselves, especially in the current period, we are actually allowed to go out for a state-sanctioned uh, walk or piece of exercise every day, which feels a little bit communist, but also, uh, you know, when you're out there, I don't know about you, but it feels like incredible to be out in the outdoors at the moment, that you, you realise how much you're taking for granted. Um, but we have got to make sure that we don't spend too much time um, being overloaded by all these different voices that want to talk to us about one subject. Yeah, that's that's so true. There's there's a lot of new influences, aren't there, all of a sudden? And uh, uh, it's it's almost hard. Yeah, I, I, we were saying, Martin, just before we started recording this, I'm 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 feeling like that that content overload. You know, I can't keep up with yeah. everything that's, that's going out at the moment, and. Um, I don't necessarily want to keep up <laughs> with all of it, either, but there are some things I feel like I need to keep up with and I'm struggling to do so. And yeah, like you said, I, I got out for, for a morning run this morning and it was good for the soul, you know? Yeah. I mean, you talk about major new influences. I don't know if anyone is a greater influencer, certainly in my family's life than uh, soon to be Sir Joe Wicks, uh, the, uh, oh, the, yeah. nation, the nation's PE instructor. I nearly died doing it this morning. It's unbelievable. But, uh, but this guy, this YouTuber, has just become like a massive global celebrity. Uh, yeah. He had nearly a million people watching live on YouTube this morning, which is mad. Um, we're, we're all doing a, an exercise class. Incredible. Yeah, my, my kids are, are just six and three, so they tried, it, they tried it once and quickly decided that they wanted to do outdoor PE in our garden <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> after having one attempt. So we only got as far as one go with Joe Wicks, unfortunately, but that's oh, where we are. Yeah. Uh, so Martin, we, we, um, we are doing this podcast because of oh, the, changing, the changing climate, I guess, and the, the, the changing paradigm for youth ministry uh, right now. Mm. The things that we've always taken for granted in, in youth ministry, which largely have been about getting together whether that's in groups, whether that's, you know, for mentoring, uh, that stuff is, it's no longer available to us, uh, at least for the time being. So in, in, in this podcast, we really want to ask the question, how can we do great youth ministry while we can't meet? That, mm. that, that's, that's the question that's really shaping this, this podcast. Mm. And the, the, the question I'd like to ask you first up, Martin, is, um, with so many things that we feel like we could be doing or should be doing, as well as so many things that we wish we could do but are unable to do, yeah. what, what from your perspective do you think should be our kind of key priorities for, for, for youth ministry and for our young people at this time? If we were only going to get you know, one or two things right, if we were only going to mm. nail one or two things in, in this period of time where it's not business as usual, from your point of view, what would those couple of things be? Yeah, it's interesting. I think my answer to that has matured quite a bit in the last week and a half. So like you, we uh, made the jump to online with our, our youth work here in uh, Rygate, where I live. Um, and so um, we quickly rushed to see how much of what we do offline, normally meeting together, we could actually replicate in some sort of online uh, way. And I think we'll probably get to talking about that. But 
as I've, as I've kind of done that and, uh, you know, done it a couple of times and started to uh, experience uh, the, the highs and lows of that, um, I've realized that we're in danger of falling into that same old uh, mistake of prioritizing content over contact. And um, normally contact is something we do sort of face-to-face, isn't it? We, we, you know, in a, in a group setting. But now... Uh, it's incredibly easy for us to lose track of young people and for them to feel like um, we're not connecting with them personally. We might be broadcasting to them in some way. We might be inviting them to join in with something online. We might be sending them messages. Um, But are we really um, staying in contact with our young people? I think probably that has got to be one of the two biggest priorities for youth ministry right now, making sure that we um, establish and remain in contact with our young people, particularly the young people that we have already had relationship with and that we have some pastoral responsibility for. The other one I would say um, is just we have to keep praying for our young people. Our young people right now um, just really need us to be praying for them because, my goodness, they are going through something that will shape their lives. Like these teenagers that we're working with now will emerge from this pandemic this crisis this period in what will be written about as history you know forever changed and in some ways defined by these few months that they've spent in quarantine like what generation that goes before them has been has has had to go through a period of quarantine in in the uk where we're listening that's just that's i i I know this is the most overused word in the whole world at the moment but unprecedented um so i think i think the the key things for us are um, uh, staying contact, staying connected, and uh, and praying for our young people. Uh, and the the pitfall is that we rush to prioritise whizzy new content at the expense of those things. Uh, yeah, Martin, I I absolutely could not agree with you more. There, the the whole thing of you know community over over content or, or contact over content, I think is is absolutely right. But also, I would suggest more challenging. Um, mm, yeah, because you know we can all prepare a you know a, a, a ten minute devotional and get our phones out and and record it and post it to Instagram, right? That that's that's not too challenging. Yeah, but, of course. Um, you know, trying to keep keep connected with all of our young people when they they themselves you know uh, may use different social channels or for some of our young people be too young actually to mm, officially mm. be using some of those social platforms that we might naturally gravitate towards to yep. keep in contact with them. So um, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how we do that. Um, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure people will find, uh, we're not saying don't create content, are we? People will find no, you know, no. creative ways of, of doing some, some, some great stuff that people can access, but let's focus on that community, that contact mm. bit what's the how 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 do we how do we do that what what have you tried and maybe what what are some of the innovative approaches that that you've seen uh, or heard about with with youth leaders that you've been in contact with yeah that's good um so uh, you're right first of all that is exactly what um you know we'll all gravitate towards content we actually we need less help with that because some of us have been doing online i mean there's some people who've been doing brilliant online content for a long time um, and uh, and it is where we'll it's a it's a safety net almost it's a thing we'll naturally gravitate towards in this kind of situation. Contact is 
costlier because um, it's going to involve a lot more kind of individual bits of work for us. So you, you can broadcast to 100 young people, if you have 100 young people, uh, you know, quite easily. Um, but to write them all a letter or to get parental consent and another leader on board to be chatting on an online messaging platform with young people or, or, or something like that, um, you know, that takes huge commitment and you are basically taking those young people one at a time. Um, so I think in all of this, we need to be kind to ourselves. Like there is, there are going to be limits to what we can achieve. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and we're not going to be able to write handwritten letters to every young person we know three times a week. Like that's just like, take the pressure off yourself straight away. This is a moment where if we've got trusted volunteer leaders working with us, um, we can actually delegate a little bit and invite, um, you know, volunteers to take responsibility for some of the young people that they might already have some sort of connection with. Um, in terms of the kind of innovative uh, approaches, obviously, um, the ways you might do that, if you're not going to write a physical letter and post it or something like that, um, if you've got consent to do this or the ability to do this, you can email young people, you can uh, use messaging interfaces like WhatsApp, depending on, we'll get on to safeguarding, but depending on that. Um, you can, uh, there are various kind of messaging platforms and things that you can find a safe way of using um, with young people. Um, I, I, I tell you what's really interesting for me is we've, um, we've often asked young people through the stuff that we've produced over the last two weeks, um, uh, you know, would you, would you like a youth leader to get in touch? Would you like a conversation with a couple of youth leaders? Um, and it's amazing to see how little response there's been to that. So young people are not going to proactively, I think, in my context, where we've got great relationships with our young people, I don't think young people proactively think, I need, a, I need a bit of contact with a youth leader. It might take us reaching out to them for that to happen, and then they'll realise how much they wanted it. Yeah, that, that's, that's really, really interesting. Uh, and so when, when the youth... Uh, you said that they've, they've reached out and there's not, there's not been a lot of response. No, no. So have you kind of have you pushed that? Have you kind of, uh, you know, tried to in, in, encourage that more? Or have you just kind of left it? How, how, have, you, how have you gone with that? Yeah, so um, I, I need to be careful. I don't give any specific examples. But, um, yeah, but cool. so in, in, in one example, um, you know, where I know somebody is going to be having a tough time, I've then uh, reached out to the, the parents and uh, asked if it was okay for me to get in touch directly. Um, yeah. And so to be very specific and granular, it's a 17-year-old lad. Um, and so we've set up a specific WhatsApp conversation uh, with him and another youth leader so that we're safe. Um, yeah. And so the three of us have, have sort of started to message. And what was really interesting was as soon as we did that, I've offered it and offered it and offered it over the last two weeks. As soon as he did that, he was delighted, overjoyed to be contacted and immediately a conversation started up. So, uh, you know, young people don't always know what they need. And sometimes we have to be a bit more proactive. And, and going through parents, if you have a relationship with the family, going through parents is a really safe and obvious way to do that. Uh, it can be more tricky, especially if you're working with young people who are more vulnerable. And I think more tricky if you're working with a lot of people who are not christians yes uh and their parents are not christians yes uh, and, and are not connected with your church uh that's certainly the case for the majority of young people that that we're working with in yeah. our youth ministry in my hometown here in malvern um is there a different approach that we could take there in it for youth leaders listening for whom that's their that's their context 
Yeah, I think um, I don't quite know how this works. It relies on some things like you having access to uh, a printer and uh, or some stamps or some other things. But I think going old tech might be the way forward in some of those situations. So if you can create something physical um, and uh, and actually post it out or, or, you know, maybe you take a walk. Maybe your, your one bit of exercise for the day is going for a walk to deliver some uh, uh, some letters or some postcards or something. Um, yeah. I think maybe that might be an approach. Uh, interestingly, last night I was talking to uh, Kenda Dean, who's um, uh, going to be in an upcoming Youthscape podcast. And, um, and she was talking about the power of actually sending something physical um, to hold in your hand whilst you're connecting in, a, a, in an online setting. So that's something I'm, I think there's some interesting thinking to do around that that I haven't yet done. So this is very um, open source. But, um, but I think that the idea of being able to have something tangible in your hand that's been sent to you by your, your youth leader and then having the online connection could be quite a powerful combination. Um, so that might be something to explore. But I think probably if you, if you don't have a kind of direct relationship where you can safely get in touch, um, then I would, I would go old tech. Yeah, I really like that idea of, of, of sending something. You know, often if I've been uh, preaching, for example, I might have given all the young people something to, to hold or interact with you know, at a certain point in the talk. Mm. I think that could, you know, because it helps with attention and interactivity and um, memorability and all of that stuff. But to do that, like post something out to everybody, you know, before you're doing, say, a, a Zoom call or a Google Hangout with your young people, that then they can all be holding to camera and interacting with, that could be a really interesting thing. Yeah. So some good stuff to explore there, but I have to be honest, I'm right at the beginning of thinking about that and stealing Kendra's idea, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, look, we're all at the beginning, relative beginning of exploring these things, aren't we? So, um, and, and I love, Martin, what you were saying there about um, engaging your team and utilising your team. So uh, our youth leader, uh, Karen, uh, one of the things that she's done recently, actually it was something we did just shortly before this all kicked off and it's been a bit of a godsend is um, we kind of um, split our young people up into what we're calling crews. Mm. Um, so it's between, you know, three to five young people who are in a crew uh, with a leader. And so therefore pastorally, it doesn't all fall to her as the youth pastor of, of the church. But for those of us on her team we're taking a little bit of responsibility to be in touch with those people in 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 our crews now um there's been mixed response to that like as as you were saying earlier i, I i've reached out a few times of, on my crew and i've maybe had one of the guys uh, respond a couple not respond just depending you know who's on using instagram at the time i guess uh, others others have had much more kind of affluent um and uh, longer lasting conversations as a result of that so it's not it's not perfect but um, I think that's a really good way to do it because it, particularly if there are youth leaders listening, they've got a lot of young people in their youth ministry. It's just going to be impossible for them, isn't it, to personally yeah. contact all of them. So maybe something like that, you know, breaking young people up into smaller groups. We've called it crews. People could call it whatever they want and giving team pastoral responsibility might be something that really helps. I think that's a great idea. That sounds, she sounds like a good youth worker. She's a very um, good worker, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think, remember, you've got a lot of people right now who have suddenly um, more time on their hands than they usually uh, do. And they, they are looking, people are looking for ways to help. So when I, you know, when I sort of message my uh, leader's WhatsApp and say, 
could anybody help me with this? Uh, you know, pretty much everybody comes back and says, yes, I, funnily enough, I have time to do that. Um, so let's utilize team and not try and be heroes right now. Yeah, really, really good. Really good. Well, that, that's, those are some really helpful thoughts, Martin. I'm sure we'll set the uh, creative juices flowing for people listening in uh, right now. I, I wonder if we could turn our attention uh, for a few moments to resources. Now, I, I know it is early days. Yeah. And, you know, things are going to be being developed over, over time. Uh, and I'm sure the longer that we're in this, the, the, the more we're going to see. But what are some of the early things that you're seeing out there that would be helpful for, for youth leaders to access? What are you seeing that's, that's being produced that, that is worth sharing that, that people could use as they seek to kind of disciple and, and, and pass to their young people? Yeah, great. So um, there's actually, it's really encouraging, isn't it, to see how many people are um, responding creatively in this moment. And they, somebody reminded me the other day of that phrase, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's incredibly true that, you know, often innovation happens in a moment of adversity. Um, you know, great innovation often happens out of wars and out of disasters and, and famines and all sorts of things. So uh, very interesting to see that. But um, yes, in terms of our little community, our little tribe, um, we are seeing, you know, Youth for Christ have started to produce resources. Um, I think we've started to see some things from uh, DTI, Dreaming the Impossible. Um, uh, Youthscape are producing some things. Um, Soul Survivor have got uh, a daily, I don't know if you've seen uh, yet, they've, uh, they've launched a daily devotional, which I'm sharing with my young people. I mean, I was writing a daily devotional for my young people and sending it to them. And, and, uh, and actually, uh, Soul Survivor just taken all the work out of my hands and now uh, they're doing it. So they, they, uh, they're creating, Mike and Andy are producing these um, daily videos to camera where they're just doing a little Bible study. And they're brilliant. I mean, it is, it's super low. I mean, the brilliant leveler about this is nobody... Nobody now has a, a whizzy tech setup. Everybody is just filming themselves on their couch. Um, yeah. But there's something wonderful about that, something really accessible about that. So, um, uh, so I think that's one of the best things that I've seen. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, we'll, we might talk about it later on, but we, we've created a, a, a live blog actually on the Youthscape website where we're just collating some of these things that are emerging, trying to uh, link people into them. And there's new stuff emerging all the time. Yeah, well, no, let's talk about that now. Uh, give, okay. give, us the, give us the web address and so people can access that off the back of this podcast. Yeah, thank you. So, um, so we set up about a week and a bit ago um, a, uh, a new page on our website called youthscape.co.uk uh, slash coronavirus. Very imaginative, obviously. Um, and that is just a live blog, really, like the ones that you might see on other um, websites um, with more resources uh, and uh, and we're just trying to keep a running track of everybody who's doing interesting new stuff uh, and trying to signpost really well to uh, either people who are modeling something that you might be able to replicate um, uh, yourself in your local context um, or where there's resources that people are producing that just need linking to like some of the ones that I just mentioned um, so if you head there youthscape.co.uk slash coronavirus uh, you will just find a long stream of quite regularly updated uh, things. Uh, we'll include this uh, podcast and uh, and any other stuff that you're doing, Tim. But um, we are um, we're just trying to um, keep track of everything that's going on in the uh, in the youth work scene. Yeah, that is so helpful, and it's so it because it is a little bit content overload at the moment. It's so helpful, Martin, just to have that hub 
almost like a go-to space where we can see all kinds of different things that all all sorts of ministries are producing in a single space. So thank you for thinking that through and getting that going. That's really, really helpful. Uh, yeah, a couple, couple of things we're, we're doing that might be helpful to people as well. So uh, a couple of uh, video resources that are uh, uh, addressed directly to young people that, that you are welcome to use. So we've got one about... Um, how can young people respond to coronavirus? Just four simple ways um, for young people to respond to, to what's going on right now. And that's what on, on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash Limitless Elim. And then at the time of recording, which is Friday the 27th, tomorrow we've got um, going uh, live a video called 100 Things to Do at Home. Ah, nice. And, and uh, it's hopefully quite fun. Uh, but my one of my big concerns, Martin, and I think you touched on it a little earlier, is is for the mental health of our young people right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which we is already a significant challenge even before this. We know. Yeah. Uh, but that sense of isolation, that sense of separation from from friends, the the kind of natural kind of blowouts that, you know, we'll be having with family members because we're spending all of our time kind of in the same space uh, with them. Um, but also, I think, and this for me is a real big one, the whole screen time issue. Yeah. Um, we, we know social media plays havoc with our mental health as it is. And like the natural thing to do when we're trapped indoors is to spend all of our time, isn't it? Like scrolling through our socials or binging on Netflix, neither of which are particularly healthy for our souls or for our mental health or anxiety. So we've just produced this video, which I say, hopefully it's a bit of fun. It's a hundred things you can do at home, which don't involve a screen. Nice. Uh, uh, so it's just, it's in five minutes. It's really quick fire. And so there's like 90, which, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, a bit of fun. And, uh, and then at the end of the video, there are 10 things, which are ways that you can use this time to develop your relationship with God. So that's going to be going live tomorrow, Saturday, the, the 28th. And, 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 you know, feel free to, to share that with young people. If that yeah, we will, we'll, we'll, we'll share that, uh, from, from the, the blog. Um, just, just one thing that, uh, just, I was thinking, as you said that Tim, um, I think we're in a slight honeymoon period still with the technology and young people. And I think at the moment what I'm seeing is, is young people kind of um, grieving together in their way and, um, and kind of lamenting together in their own way about the seriousness of the situation. I think one thing for us to be super aware of in the, um, in the weeks and months to come is that as young people... Um, because they're not perfect, bless them. We were all young people once, we understand it. As they get more used to this situation and more used to using technology, I think some young people will choose to use technology in unkind ways. And mm. the impact of that on a young person who is uh, feeling isolated already in a physical space at home could be devastating. So we could, just to watch out for that, I think pastorally we need to be really careful if if cyberbullying, if we're going to call it that kind of jazzy word, uh, happens in the context of this lockdown, I think it could be uh, like the impact could be magnified hugely. So let's just be careful. Let's be praying again for our young people for that. But let's watch out for it as well um, and make sure that we've talked to our young people about why it's important to be kind and bear with each other uh, in this time. Yeah, really good. And, and Martin, you know, the other thing that 
I actually haven't talked to anybody about yet, and I have certainly haven't warned you that I was going to ask you this because I didn't know I was going to ask you this, but I'm just going to go for it anyway. <laughs> um, the, other, the other concern I've got a little bit at the moment that's been in the back of my mind is um, pornography. Um, because what we know is that people tend to access that more often when they're bored. Yeah. Uh, and we know that a lot of our young people are, are, are battling with that. There will yeah. be youth leaders listening, of course, as well, battling with that. Yeah, and there will absolutely. be more young people in our youth groups than we know of who are battling with that. Yeah. And surely this isolation, being trapped at home, not having as much to do for our young people is going to make that, that battle a little bit harder. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and again, that is something to be, you know, praying about with young people. Maybe it's time to bite the bullet and talk about it. Like, yeah. we, we, we don't like talking about it. Even those of us that are, um, like, I'm sure you and I include at least one or two, you know, uh, sessions a year where we kind of touch on or talk about this. But, but, but even we probably need to do a little bit more. Um, so all, all of us need to be talking about that. You're absolutely right. And again, yeah, while we're on the subject of resources, that there, are, there is some great stuff that people can access remotely on, on this as well, isn't there? I'm thinking about, um, you know, Naked Truth Project, yeah. for example, do, do a, a, a really good job of, of some of that stuff. And, you know, there, there's stuff out there, isn't there, that, that, that people can use uh, as they're seeking to have yeah. those type of conversations with young people just, as well. Just be careful how you Google it. <laughs> very wise very very wise <laughs> all right so uh while while we're talking about uh resources and, and, and technologies um we're obviously going to need to be using uh technologies mm. to connect with our young people what are some of the best ones what have you been using personally mm. uh where where are some of the pitfalls around some of these technologies that we should be aware of as we're as we're looking to utilize them is this where we're going to exchange horror stories about I things think, that have gone terribly wrong? I think this would be a really good time to do that, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. Well, um, yeah. So, so uh, there are lots of technologies and they all come with their, uh, their risks and pitfalls. And I'm, I'm sure we'll talk in a moment about safeguarding. Um, but uh, some of the really good ones, obviously the one that has taken the world by storm is Zoom. You and I are recording this uh, podcast right now on Zoom. Um, and uh, it's, it's very um, uh, multifunctional and you can do all sorts of whizzy things with it. It's a, an online video chat room, um, which I think um, you can password protect and find ways of making safe. This might be a moment okay. for your, your story. Um, okay. And, and that's, uh, that, that's, that, that's probably the best video chat platform. There are others like Skype um, and uh, uh, like uh, House Party, which I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I don't really understand House Party enough yet to recommend it. I have seen that's what all the kids are using. And I think when we think about innovation and young people, we should always look to, to see how young people themselves are innovating in this moment. Um, yeah, and there are, by the way, I've seen if you're if you're a Baptist and you're listening to this, uh, I've seen on the safeguarding document the Baptists have produced that they're not allowing their youth leaders to use house party. I'm not I haven't investigated why, but it's yeah. probably worth putting that out. Yeah, well, very good. So as I say, I'm seeing young people using it, but um, but I can't recommend it at the moment. Um, and then obviously there's, uh, there's things like WhatsApp and Instagram that are useful in their own ways as well. Um, I'd love to talk a bit about how we've used YouTube, but before we get there, Tim, um, do you want to tell us how, how not to use Zoom? 
Yes, well, I, I know not how not to use Zoom. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yes. So one of the reasons I'm so glad that you were able to record this podcast at short notice, uh, Martin, is because uh, at the time of recording last night, we had organized a live online youth leaders forum. The idea was the very thing that you were saying at the start, you know, contact over content, community over content. It was supposed to be a shared learning experience where, where youth leaders from wherever they are could log in, share some of the things that they have been trying and that have been successful, ask some of the questions that, that they have and, and have them answered by other youth leaders who've been, who've been giving things a go. We weren't positioning ourselves as the experts, but just creating a forum for, for discussion and, and, and shared learning. Now, we've made the intentional choice to not have a password protected meeting because had we done that, we would have limited the, you know, the people who could have participated it, in it to, to the number of people that we have on our youth leaders database. And there are an awful lot more youth leaders out there than just the ones we have on our, our database. And so we wanted to make it an open forum for, for any youth leader from any background or, or denomination. And, and, you know, I don't want to get to numbers, but there was, you know, it, there was a really, really good uptake for that. Lot, lot yeah. of and, and, and can I just say, uh, at this point, if I had done the same thing, I would have done exactly the same thing as you. I would have done it in the same way and I would have made the same mistake. So just have that bit of grace before you tell us what happened. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, we discussed it with our team. In fact, I discussed it with a load of people. We put it out on our, on our socials and, and nobody had mentioned um, that what happened may have happened. But unfortunately, what happened was that a, a few people, um, uh, for whatever reason, uh, accessed that. Um, chat with the express purpose of disrupting it uh, and they started you know posting some content that wasn't good and obviously our administrator was trying to and and, and was um, removing those people from the chats but then they were logging in under new names and it very quickly became clear that we weren't going to be able to get on top of that uh, uh, quickly enough and we did not want uh, the content they were uh, kind of propagate into to, to be on on that chat so i just made the call very very early on in the meeting that we were going to call it um uh call it a failure and try again um so the moral of the story is when you're doing it with your young people who you do have direct contact details for please please password protect your zoom meetings at when you in, uh, when you invite your young people and don't have them as open source. What, what we've learned in our research last night is that there's an increasing problem with what's being called Zoom bombing. And people like those who accessed our Youth Leaders Forum yesterday, um, I, I don't know why, but obviously getting a kick out of, you know, just randomly getting into into Zoom calls that they can and ruining them for people. Um, and, and it's an increasing problem with the format. But... If you pass pro password protect your meetings and send the, the links directly to your young people only and don't share them publicly on your socials, then you should uh, avoid the mistake that, that we made last night. Mate, I have huge sympathy with you. And actually what you've done is you've, you've by, by that happening to you, you've, you've actually raised a really helpful point for everybody that we may not have uh, come to on our own, which is that we, um, we need to password protect these, these Zoom meetings if we're using Zoom. Um, so, uh, so yeah, bless you for that, mate. That doesn't sound yeah. like a fun uh, way to spend an evening. You know, it wasn't, it was horrible. And, but actually, Martin, I think there's another there's another really important point that it brings us to. And I think that this one is so important for us as youth leaders in this moment. 
Um, and and it's this, like I felt, well, I felt a lot more than disappointed last night, Martin, if I'm honest with you. I felt mm. pretty crushed about it. I felt responsible, actually, for mm. uh, the kind of content that I had exposed um, all of those heroic youth leaders who joined us too um and i found it really difficult to sleep last night as i just kind of tossed it over in my mind and thought about you know what could we have done differently would would we have done it differently you know all, all of those kind of questions what are we going to do next um and i felt i felt really really disappointed and undoubtedly it was a failed attempt um but that is part of the process of innovation isn't it um absolutely we, we cannot innovate without failure. We just can't do it. And, and I, I think I would just want to say to all of our youth leaders, you know, listening, you're going to try things that are not going to work. You're going to have a, a dodgy internet connection. You know, when a young people is going to post something to a, to a chat that isn't helpful. Um, you're going to try and pull somebody else into a discussion and, you know, it's not going to work. Yeah. All kinds of things. Um, uh, you know, you're going to have young people, logging out because they get bored these things are going to happen but i think i would just want to say to everyone listening you know keep going uh let, mm. you, you know it, it's better to have tried and failed than never to have tried at all as they say and I, I would just say you know don't shrink back let's keep let's keep experimenting let's keep trying let's keep learning and and, and we'll find a way we'll find a way yeah, it's, um, it's one of those moments where we, we have to never grow tired of doing good. It's a strange context for that verse, but, um, but I do think in the long term, if we don't give up, we'll see some amazing new stuff emerge. Stuff Agreed. that actually will change the way we do youth work in the future. Post-corona, there'll be, there'll be some things that we learn now, things that we change now. Uh, I don't know, I probably, I, I feel like I'm going to get up every morning and do Joe Wicks just for the long term now, or at least go for, <laughs> at least go for a walk in the, in the evening. But um, let me, since you've been so vulnerable, let me tell you about how ours went wrong. So um, we, what we've been doing with our youth group is we've been uh, uh, posting to YouTube. We haven't been publicly promoting uh, a YouTube uh, video, but we've been live streaming essentially to YouTube and then trying to find interesting ways of staying connected. So uh, what we told our young people was you need to use this link to watch the, the YouTube live video. Um, and then you also need to download an app called Kahoot, um, which many people may be familiar with. It's a sort of, uh, it's a quiz app that allows you to yeah, we answer did that. We did in that real time. Yeah, perfect. Well, it worked, it worked brilliantly for us the first week. The first week, we were in one location. We were all together, two meters apart. Um, and, uh, and we had somebody brilliant stitching it all together on video. And then we had Kahoot streamed in and, uh, and it was brilliant. And then what we, uh, the next week, there was all the kind of, uh, the lockdown, uh, situation, which meant that the, the way you could do youth work had completely changed again in the space of a week. You couldn't get two or three leaders together in one place to broadcast. Uh, yeah. you then needed to be in different locations. So then we had, uh, three different youth leaders, Zoom calling into a fourth location where somebody was editing it together um, and then streaming that to YouTube and then, uh, and then getting people to play Kahoot in the interactive elements and using our private WhatsApp chats and, uh, and things like that to get user. There was a lot going on and a lot of moving parts. And, um, and then we just got the tech issues started to hit and we'd been a bit too ambitious. And I'm not, it's not to say that can't work, but my goodness, we were putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. We were essentially trying to do, you know, the, the really, we were falling into the trap of trying to be too witty. 
And, uh, and so we had, you know, one of my youth leaders dropped out completely. Um, Kahoot was on a sort of lag. Then um, somebody, again, I don't know if this is called Kahoot bombing or something, but, um, but basically loads of, as soon as we set up a quiz on Kahoot, a hundred uh, fake accounts rushed in and took all the places on it so young people couldn't get onto Kahoot. Oh, gosh. Um, and you just had this thing where you're thinking all over our town, People have logged on and they're um, they're following along with this, and it, it's just it's garbage. This is absolute garbage. And um, and and I thought I fell into the trap of thinking I'm performing very very badly here. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. performing very very badly in my role. Um, what was interesting was it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster in terms of like what we attempted to do. But what was interesting was the young people thought it was hilarious and compelling and, stay, and stayed with it. And I had so many messages from parents afterwards saying, oh, we followed along. We thought it was hilarious. You couldn't make anything work. Don't change anything. Um, I'm not sure I, I, I'm not going to change anything, um, but I might, try and, <laughs> I might try and be a little uh, less ambitious with the technology and, uh, and take my own advice maybe about content. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> You are not going to be the only person with a story like that. There's no doubt about it. We're all in the same boat here, I think. Um, Martin, let, 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 can I get really specific for, for yeah. a minute? Yeah, of course. Um, let, talk about, talk about the, the cameras that you use, the software oh, yeah. that you've been using uh, to stream. Just some, 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 some bits that people might want to think about accessing uh, to, to do this stuff well. Yeah, I w- do you know what? I wish I had a great answer for that. We have, um, we, we have an amazing 19-year-old uh, in our church called Ollie who is the dream person because he has all the technical equipment and uh, he, um, uh, he, he, he knows how to stitch it all together and, and live stream and so on. And actually, this is what he wants to do with his career. So it's just amazing to have someone like that in my midst. Um, he has actually lent us all uh, microphones. He did this brilliant kind of uh, <laughs> under, under cover of darkness. He came and dropped microphones at each of our houses. Um, and, uh, and then we've just been, we've been using cameras on our, uh, and I think we're all using Macs. Um, but we're all just using the cameras on the Mac uh, to do it. Uh, before that, we were actually using proper video. And he's editing it all together on packages, which, if I'm honest with you, Tim, I, I have no idea what they are. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, YouTube Live is the kind of the way that we're doing that. Um, and, uh, and I'd say, if you can, find, find a tech genius who has just been waiting for this moment. Yeah, yeah. If you can do that, that, that that's great. I, I mean, just... I, I'll just very quickly just give a heads up on, I think, a a few bits of software that people might want to look into further. We won't explain them all now because that would be a bit dull, but there's the Church Online Player, um, which is free to access um, from uh, Life Church, uh, Craig Rochelle's church in in the US. Um, There's Stream Monkey, there's Restream.io, there's the OBS Studio. Uh, all of these things that you know people can access if they're wanting to stream out to, to social channels might be worth looking into. We we've actually, um, I don't know if you've had a go at this, Martin, with with your group, but we've we've been having a go at Instagram Live. Have you had a go at that? Yeah, we've done. We we tried to use our three. Uh, we're using three channels for three distinct things. So uh, yeah, we have done a bit of Instagram Live, but um, but generally we're just using Instagram Stories. Interesting. Three channels for three distinct things. Explain that. Uh, just uh, so YouTube is the place that we're streaming our uh, weekly session with young people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, although we may, um, 
that may change. I, I can't imagine we're going to stay in the current mode for weeks and weeks. Mm. Um, we're using Instagram to, uh, to do short videos of daily uh, challenges, just ways, simple things you can do to continue to grow and develop and explore uh, in your Christian faith. So, yeah. uh, you know, things like try praying for three people today, try finding 10 things in your house that remind you of God or, or whatever. Um, yeah. And then we're using uh, the, a broadcast WhatsApp group um, uh, for um, a daily thought. But as I say, I've been writing, but now I'm going to sub, subcontract a bit of that out to um, Soul Survivor. Uh, and also we're using WhatsApp for, um, for direct communication with groups and then with young people in a safe context. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Really, really helpful. Martin, we can't really have this conversation without talking about safeguarding, can we? And I, I, you know, I'm conscious that some people will be driving, listening to the podcast. I don't want to put people to sleep. Uh, it's not, it's none of the fun stuff, but it's super, super important stuff, especially when we're doing youth ministry online. So what are the key principles that, that you've been learning about um, safeguarding and online youth ministry? Yeah, well, let me say, first of all, I've been on a bit of a journey with safeguarding for the last couple of, of years. And I think probably I was guilty of being one of those youth leaders that, um, that slightly switched off when it came to talking about safeguarding. Mm. And I just, I've had to repent of that, if I'm honest. Wow. And, um, and, and I, I now see um, safeguarding not as something that can get in the way of us getting on with the mission and ministry of Jesus. I think, um, I think, Safeguarding often is the mission and the ministry of Jesus. Like keeping um, young people safe has got to be our primary concern as youth leaders if we really do love them and love God. So, um, so I've been on a bit of a journey with that. But, um, but yeah, with this, um, there is so much to be aware of. And the big, the, the scary thing about it is, especially when we're thinking about online, and not all innovation by any means is going to happen online, but when we're thinking specifically about online, we're essentially, if you think about it, Tim, we are... We're inviting young people into the spaces where many of the worst safeguarding issues have arisen. Yeah, it's true. We're actually trying to get more, if not all, of our young people to engage in a space that we have been very wary of for good reason. So we have to really think about safeguarding in this new paradigm. And much of it is transferable. If you would have two adult leaders present, DBS check leaders present, in a physical conversation, you need to translate that to a, a, an online conversation. Right. Um, there, there's a whole bunch of things that are transferable. We've actually, we're working with 318, uh, who are a brilliant independent safeguarding charity that you will know. Um, and we're producing uh, what is becoming regularly updated guidance. So there's a free guidance document that you can download on online safeguarding. You can get it from uh, 318's website or you can get it from the Youthscape websites on our live blog. Um, but that is a really good place to go to um, that, uh, that will give you a list of, of um, the key things to watch out for. It is not a policy, but it's a great guidance document for writing a policy. And there's, a, there's just a, a few obvious things, uh, or maybe not so obvious things, to think about. Um, probably, we've, we've really wrestled with this one, probably not best to record uh, your uh, youth work and not record your group activities with young people. There might be... We're giving as well. Yeah, there might be specific reasons why you'd need to record something that was one-to-one, just to safeguard both of you. Um, But you need to get parental consent whenever you're recording anything. So so like you, we would say, um, don't record your group activities. 
Uh, and if you are going to record something, you've got to keep it in a secure location and all that stuff. So those things, those things are not hoops to jump through. They're, there, they're all there for important reasons. Um, but as I say, it might be best to just point people towards that um, safeguarding guidance, which there's a second version of that coming out this very day. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's, that's really, really helpful and saves us from getting into too much depth on the podcast because people can go and check it out uh, on the website. We've got a, a document on our website as well, a safeguarding online document, which people are welcome to, to check out if that, if that helps them too. Okay. Um, Martin, one more question before we finish. Um, okay. I'm really conscious that a lot of what we've been talking about has been to do, it's been maintenance mode really. Mm. So it's been about the pastoral support and discipleship of the young people that we're already connected to. Yeah. But what about the mission of God to make disciples of all nations, right? Mm. Um, so have you any thoughts about how we can do mission and evangelism while we're in this current paradigm? Is mission and evangelism something we have to put on hold while we're locked in our houses? Or, or, yeah. or does does this kind of, you know, access to the online world and the content and community we're, we're creating actually give us a, a, a greater avenue in, in, into the world of young people with the gospel? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, look, I think um, this could be a great moment for evangelism, not, not, not least because people have, if people aren't asking questions now, um, that they're never going to ask them. Like, I think there are lots of examples already that I've seen anecdotally of people beginning to ask the big questions um, that maybe they haven't been for a while. So I think that's the context, first of all. But, but the other thing is, uh, when, I don't know, you, you probably find this, Tim, as well. You know, if I, if I ask one of my Christian young people to invite um, a friend from school to something, there is a very high barrier for them to do that. You know, they've, they've, they've got to um, pluck up the courage to ask their friends, they've got to, um, the chance of being rejected, then they've got to actually get them across the threshold of the group um, when they're probably going to be walking into a space where there are very few other visitors there. And then they've got the horror of the thought that I might be really embarrassing that night and really, <laughs> and just do something really cheesy and awful. Yeah, um, and I think especially, Mars, especially if, if you, your youth ministry meets in a church building, yes. there's a there's a whole stigma there for them to overcome of, oh, I'm going to church now. Um, yeah. Which I, I guess if you meet in a community center or, or a hired space, something like that, you, you don't have that obstacle in the same way. But I, I think that's a really big one, don't you? Yeah. And, and if, if, therefore, if we're creating stuff in online spaces, it's third space, it's neutral space. We're not yeah. meeting in a, in a church or a religious building. We're meeting online and we're meeting in, a, in, in what is actually young people's space. Um, there's just an amazing opportunity to invite young people to peer around the corner and see what it looks like for us to meet and gather as, as church and what sort of things we get up to and what sort of things we talk about and who these leaders are and how they might actually be all right. And they might be the sort of people you might allow to speak into your life. So I don't know quite what that looks like. That's something I'm, I'm giving a lot of thought to um, locally and also in my role at Youthscape. But um, but wouldn't it be amazing if we were all uh, locally creating exciting online content that really was just for um, our local community, but was being shared on a global platform? One of the things I hope I don't see too much of, if I'm honest, is, is um, people sharing their services or their um, 
uh, their youth group activities for others to join in on all, all around the place. I'm not sure yeah. how helpful that is. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd much rather see people thinking about a few hundred people locally that might be able to click in and watch this or participate in it and join in. Wouldn't it be amazing to have all those local expressions uh, of, of youth stuff going on all around the place? And what an amazing opportunity for people to taste and see what we do without all of those barriers being in place. So it's an incredibly low barrier for you to invite your friend to youth groups. It's an incredibly low barrier for your friend just to find out about what you do. If you've got a local school right now, they are crying out for resources. If you've got a local school in, with whom you are in a good relationship, why not ask them to share a link to something you're doing? Why not, why not ask them to write to all of their pupils and say, if you want to come to something, if you want to see something, if you want to watch something, um, our local church is doing this. Like, why shouldn't we do that? Yeah, that is a really great, that is a really great shout. And, and as you're talking, I, I'm just wondering, and I'm not sure how my ecclesiology copes with this, but um, if there's something about the anonymity mm. of um, a kind of first base connection with your youth ministry that's presented by the online platform that, that you can't do when you're rocking up to youth group. So, you know, especially if it's a more of like a, like a YouTube live, more broadcast format than a, than a zoom conversation when everybody can see everybody's faces and, and somebody can just watch on and, you know, not have to comment and go, Oh, okay. Maybe this thing is, is all right. Maybe that is a great first step. Maybe that's a great way in that they, they wouldn't be able to do from the extended invitation. Hey, come to my church with me and come to my youth group. Um, maybe, maybe there's a maybe there's a real advantage to that. We we shall see. Well, you know that that old um, uh, youth ministry paradigm of uh, of behave, uh, be- believe, belong, or belong, yeah. behave, believe, or whatever order you want to put those in. Yeah. Um, there's either a, like a whole new one to add for online youth work about observe and then p- yeah. maybe participate. Um, yeah. or, or or someone needs to create a whole new paradigm for what the journey is for joining joining youth ministry from the outside from joining it from out online i mean that's some thinking somebody needs to be doing yeah yeah 100 percent. there's an assignment for all of our listeners to uh to, to come up with that that new paradigm uh well martin this has just been such a compelling conversation i'm so grateful for your wisdom and um to our listeners if you've enjoyed this conversation can i recommend to you that the Youthscape podcast, uh, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Martin, you're doing really regular podcasts uh, along with Rachel, Rachel Gardner at the moment, aren't you, as we're in the midst of this? Uh, yeah, we're doing two a week at the moment. Yeah, so um, I just want to encourage all of our listeners to to uh, check that out. I've, I've certainly been listening, Martin, while I've been out on my once a day exercise on my run <laughs> and, uh, and it's been helping me. So, so guys, go, go check that out. Uh, Martin, any, any final thoughts? What would be the thing that you would want to leave our listeners with as they seek to do great youth ministry when they can't meet? Well, let's, let's, uh, let's end where we began. So, um, so yeah, be, be kind to yourself. You are, are not going to be, uh, able to be a superhero in this new, uh, this new very strange time that we find ourselves um, you are gonna have moments yourself where you struggle with this. This is weird for you. Like it's not just weird for the young people. This is weird for you too. And so there will be moments where you find this incredibly hard and that's okay. And you don't need to be a hero in those moments. 
Um, and the young people will understand if you aren't able to produce 19 uh, devotionals uh, a week uh, on, on Instagram or whatever you're doing. Um, but the really important thing when you think about youth ministry is don't, don't worry too much about what, what the content that you're producing. Um, don't worry too much about innovating at this brave new frontier of youth ministry. Uh, just continue to get back to those first principles. Pray for your young people yeah. and, and love your young people and stay connected uh, and in community with your young people. And if you do that, and we'll get through this together and you won't go far wrong. Thank you, Martin. And, and thank you again for making time to be with us today. Really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and to, and, and, and to the youth leaders listening, uh, just in closing, can I say to you, th- well, thank you for, for listening to the Limitless Leadership Podcast today, but, but so much more than that, thank you for everything that you are doing to serve young people and invest in young people where you are you know I I say it often and I'll never tire of saying it I I can't think of anything more important that you could give your life to than passing on the gospel to the next generation so so don't give give up in these troubled times You're, you're needed more now than ever keep going keep pursuing God keep listening to God keep serving your young people it's just such an important thing that you're doing and if this content has been helpful to you today and you want to share that with a with another youth leader who may benefit from listening to it, then please feel free to do that via your own social channels or or by rating and reviewing on, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, that will help get it out there to another youth leader as well. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on the Limitless Leadership Podcast.